Good morning, and welcome to Soapbox Breakfast, a podcast to get you ready for Real Salt Lake game day. And Soapbox Breakfast will give you the news and views you need to prepare for the match. From injury news to the storylines we're watching, Soapbox Breakfast is a 10 to 20 minute update from multiple points of view. Real Salt Lake plays their first home match of the season today, hosting rivals Sporting Kansas City at 12 p.m. Mountain Daylight Time. Last week, RSL beat Minnesota United on the road in controversial fashion, with David Ochoa stealing headlines after the 2-1 RSL win. Anderson Julio scored both of RSL's goals, with Rubio Rubin the provider twice in their club debuts. Sporting Kansas City drew 1-1 at home to Orlando City SC last Friday, while they won their first match of the season against New York Red Bulls. Here's what we'll be watching today. Good morning. Saturday morning. It's Kyle Sipple here. I'm sitting down here with a nice cup of coffee from an undisclosed local roaster. And you might be asking yourself, Kyle, why in the world would you keep the name of this local roaster undisclosed? And the answer, of course, dear listener, is that there is no free advertising on RSL Soapbox. I'd like to talk to you guys about a couple things this morning here on game day, and the first of which being a really good thing that the club did after almost doing something that was not so good. Earlier this week, we got an announcement from Real Salt Lake that they were asking fans who were planning on sitting on the east side of the stadium not to wear white. And if they did wear white to the game, they would receive a free blue RSL t-shirt. You might ask yourself, well, why would I not just wear white then so I could get a free t-shirt? That would be a great question and something that I would have highly encouraged had this plan continued. The reason for this plan, though, was because the broadcast was planning on having digital advertisements on the east side seats for Adidas, for MLS, for WCF insurance or whatever. And fans who are wearing white would be interfering with those digital advertisements. The plan was to have these digital advertisements for as long as the stadium remained at 50% capacity or under, and this game is going to be at about exactly 50% capacity. This announcement was met with a pretty big variety of responses here. Some were happy that the club was making money through advertising, but others, and like myself, were kind of a bit annoyed at the prospect of you know Real Salt Lake selling a really beautiful new white away jersey that they've been pushing really hard lately, rightfully so, and then basically telling fans that they couldn't wear that to the opener if they were on that side of the stadium. Even some friends of RSL Soapbox who work for the club were acknowledging how not ideal this was, and they weren't really happy with how things had panned out. Because when someone's watching the broadcast, they would love to see the fans in the stadium enjoying themselves, and having digital advertisements placed over these fans not a great viewing experience and not ideal at all. But fortunately, Real Salt Lake in 2021 is a very different club and organization than it's been in the past. Interim President John Kimball announced yesterday in a press conference to some reporters that he was just doing away with the digital advertising plan altogether and that there was no need to not wear white to the game and that you could buy that new white jersey and wear it to the game if you'd like and not have to worry about putting something else on over it. And those t-shirts that they had ready to give out to everyone, now for the first 2,500 fans who show up to the game today, you get one of those t-shirts. This may seem like a pretty small thing, but I don't think Real Salt Lake fans are used to having their opinions heard by ownership, by the front office, or anything like that. And being able to voice displeasure at the club about something and then have the club, you know, change their mind about something and do something that's really beneficial for the fans at home and at the game, 
It honestly means a great deal to all of us, and I'm really glad that the front office reversed their decision on this. And the last thing I want to briefly mention to you all is that MLS announced this week that they were actually going to officially fine David Ochoa for his destructive, dangerous, and just torturous punt of the ball into the Minnesota Wonderwall over the weekend, you know, where Real Salt Lake beat them 2-1. I don't think this is a great deal surprising to anyone, but I will say everyone should keep an eye out for the next time Real Salt Lake plays Minnesota to see if Major League Soccer uses video footage of David Ochoa kicking the ball into the Wonderwall as promotional material for the game, because that's truly peak MLS. The good news, though, is that it's game day, it's home opener day, and I hope to see as many of you there as possible, and I would love to see us get a win today. Hello, everybody. Ian Knighton here. Tonight's match, I'm going to be watching for differences between how the 2020 season ended and how the 2021 season is starting. While I don't think it's necessarily fair to make a one-to-one comparison between November of last year and April of this year, or May, as it were, as I guess how calendars work, I do think it is important to see how the team has progressed. The end of the 2020 season was David Ochoa's first starting goal. It snowed, it's cold, heads were hung low, it was Nedham's last game. There were a lot of compounding factors that made that game a very, very difficult game for the team. This year, we've got hopefully a half-capacity stadium. We've got healthy players, no one on the injury list. And so I do think it could be a clear sign of how the team is going to play against what is arguably good competition. Now, the fans being in the stadium could also give Real Salt Lake an edge, and that will be fun to see. But really, I just want to see if what we saw against Minnesota as far as being able to pick apart a defense a little bit, being able to spread people out, will work against a team that is arguably better defensively and has shown time and time again that uh, it's very hard for Real Salt Lake to pick apart. Both teams have new players, both teams have a lot going on, but I think it will be just a really interesting look into the season. Also, we get to see Peter Vermees yell about things that no one needs to yell about. So like maybe, maybe they'll keep one of the stadium mics on and we'll get to hear that kind of nonsense. Hi everyone, Lucas Muller here. What I'm gonna be paying attention to during this game is Real Salt Lake's attack. I know saying focusing on the attackers probably seems really obvious, but after the success um, they had against Minnesota United, particular Rubio Rubin and Anderson Julio, I'm super fascinated to see how this comes out against a team like Sporting Kansas City. Um, both teams were really good in 2020, but it, it seems like Sporting Kansas City uh, is off to a much better start than Minnesota United. So this probably will be um, a much more meaningful, a much more intense test for Rubin and Julio than um, United was last weekend. Another piece to all this is how Demir Krylock and Albert Rusnak fit into the team. Demir Krylock isn't exactly a creative um, attacking midfielder in the Javier Morales mold, but he has been successful at the 10. With Albert Rusnak pushed out into the right wing, that kind of allows everyone to fit a bit better. It worked well against Minnesota United. I don't think we'll see a change on that front from Freddie Juarez and his staff, but it's certainly going to be something to keep an eye on.
Hey guys, Trevor Brady here. Just wanted to talk to you very quickly about rivals and rivalries uh, with S- with uh, RSL for our match uh, coming up against SKC. Um, just wanted to talk real quick about how many rivals RSL really has. I mean, it kind of seems like we've got too many, to be honest. Um, there was uh, There's the obvious one with Colorado um, that's been around for years and years, and that's the one we always refer to. Uh, whenever MLS puts together their rivalry week, it's usually against Colorado. To be honest, uh, I, I don't think it's too unfair to say that's not that great of a rivalry past several years. Uh, Colorado's been bad. We were pretty good. Now we're pretty bad. And they're also not that great. So in the the history uh, behind that rivalry, just honestly, it is, isn't really relevant anymore, except the fact that Pablo is now an assistant coach, Pablo Mastroeni. Um so like I said, I, I don't think that rivalry is as good as rivalry as it uh, used to be, for sure. Um, we've got plenty of other West Coast teams that we've had a bit of a rivalry with. Portland, Seattle, uh, I mean, LAFC a little bit. My personal favorites, the LA Galaxy. I love to hate them. Um, but that's, I think, mostly just because I grew up a jazz fan and I, I love hating LA teams. Um We've also got, uh, you know, Minnesota last week that that might turn into something. Who knows? We've only played them a couple of times in the league. They're still kind of new. So it's a little hard to say that they're definitely a rival. But the one that for sure, for sure, for sure, no matter who you talk to, no matter anybody's opinion on rivalries, SKC's the biggest, especially right now. Um, but it is important to note that rivalry has been around for a long time. But a lot of the cast of characters has changed for RSL, especially with uh, our coaching turnover and just our player turnover. We've had a bunch of players that have retired that were an important part of that rivalry that just aren't really with the team anymore. And I think it'll be fun to see if that rivalry continues. SKC still has Roger Espinoza, uh, the dirtiest player in the league for sure. Um, But like I said, a, a lot of players on the RSL side just aren't there anymore. So it'll be interesting to see if that rivalry kind of carries forward into this game um, and how that plays out. It's going to be the first time that they've played each other in a while. Um, So, I don't know. I guess we'll see. That's what I'm looking forward to tonight. Today's match starts at 12 p.m. Mountain Daylight Time at Rio Tinto Stadium. On TV, you can watch it on KMYU, which is available with a digital antenna, with your local cable provider, or with YouTube TV. On the radio, you can listen on ESPN 700. You can also stream the match with the KSL TV app or at kslsports.com. Thanks for joining us for breakfast today. For more podcast content, subscribe to RSL Soapbox with your favorite podcast provider. We'll catch you up on Monday with Soapbox Stand-Up, and Off the Crossbar offers you midweek analysis and conversation. For Soapbox Breakfast, I'm Matt Montgomery.